Greetings and welcome back everyone to the Matrix Unveiled School of Mysticism. My name is Thanuj and I'm very excited to be back here today once again to discuss with you a very important conversation that we're going to have today. Okay, We're going to have a conversation today on muggles versus wizards. Understanding the difference between spirited human beings and non-spiritual human beings. Differentiating the difference between organic portals and divine sparks. Pre-Adamic man and Adamic man. Now these ideas, these concepts have existed for thousands of years to actually differentiate the differences between the organic portal or the non-spiritual humanoid being and the multidimensional consciousness that inhabits the physical vessel which would be called the divine spark or the true you know the true god or the true source so we're really going to have an interesting conversation today and we want to discuss with you about the differences between the muggles what they actually are what the subspecies of humans are and what the more you know uh, rare form of human uh, of humankind is which is the wizard the magical human, the human that has mystical energy and a spiritual self beneath the physical exterior. So we will be talking to you today about the differences between these two. And we're also going to talk about the warrior shaman, which is a very elite type of wizard class. And so this video, we're going to go into some of the depths. We're really going to focus on the muggles and their, um, their unique characteristics traits that actually keep them entrapped within the five sense hologram of the matrix so essentially this research is based on not just our reality but various realities we're talking about multi-dimensional understanding here so we are going to share with you the role of the pre-adamic and the adamic man and also i want to make note that this video and this article and this this piece of work that i'm creating here is not at all by any means meant to demean muggles or NPCs or non-player characters or basically matrix beings or humans that exist within this simulation and to demean them or to shame them or to belittle them. This video is actually designed to help us wizards, us magical beings, us beings that think and are outside of the box of the matrix control system. We exist in higher planes of consciousness, higher planes of existence, and higher planes of being. And so we need to really understand what it is we are here to do. We need to understand what it is we are here to do and what our purpose in this reality is. And so that's what I'm going to focus on here for you today. And we also want to make sure that we understand that we do not demean the muggles. We do not shame them or ridicule them as this is a form of hatred. And this actually goes against true spiritual mystical evolution. That does not mean we do not draw our boundaries. Muggles versus wizards, an in-depth breakdown of the spiritual and non-spiritual human beings. So this lesson is going to be focused in magical studies and we're going to talk about what the muggle is. So as outlined in this article, a muggle refers to a non-magical individual seemingly bound within the confines of the five sense holographic matrix reality. Muggles, or also synonymous with the word NPC, non-player character, spiritless human, or organic portal, 
heavily relies on technology, they prioritize material possessions, and they operate within conventional knowledge. So they operate within scientism, they operate within governments, they operate within political systems, they operate within the establishment and the the co-aligned society that exists, which is this basically this mainstream hive mind consciousness. This is what you would consider to be muggle society. Muggle society is the banks, the politicians, the governments, the, uh, the school system, you know, the extracurricular activities, the towns, the, the counties, all of this type of stuff, even countries in of themselves are all based off of muggle society or NPC society or or basically non-magical society. So this is a society that only understands reality from this physical illusion. And they can only see this reality um, as, as a physical world, as opposed to a hologram, or as opposed to a dream, or as opposed to a construct. So the muggle, or the NPC, is usually characterized in a life of conformity, repetition, lack of inclination towards anything spiritual or metaphysical or extra dimensional. And they usually conform with the laws, the programs, and the society. They mostly focus on things that are of a materialistic nature. So they're looking around and talking about the weather. They're talking about what they're going to do on the weekend. They're talking about the sports game. They're talking about, you know, the clothes that they're wearing. They're not interested in the subtle energies that are changing and, and being manipulated on a dimensional level. NPCs are commonly known to follow the script. So if a script changes overnight, which means that there's a new horror story, there's a new fear story that's going out, the NPCs and the muggles are going to right away push this programming. Right away, they're going to push this programming. Right away, they're going to push this idea that this is the truth and this is how reality is. And this is because the muggles are a hive mind consciousness. The NPCs are a hive mind consciousness. The muggles, due to their lack of spiritual awareness and development, are highly fear-based and externally validate, uh, external validation-based. Therefore, they live a more mundane and predictable type existence, which is characterized by the cycles, the cyclical patterns, and the repetitive nature so you will often often find muggles not really evolving or advancing. They could be living the same place that they were 40 years ago. They could be wearing the same kinds of clothes. They could be doing the same kinds of things. They could be thinking the same types of thoughts. They are living, in essence, Groundhog Day each day, each day. Not really thinking about anything else other than their next paycheck or their next meal or their next uh, television show that they're going to watch. So they're not really engaged within reality creation whatsoever. They're not engaged within multidimensional awareness and being something what we call a wizard or a magi or a sorcerer or a, uh, a, you know, there's many other names, a spiritual being essentially. And so here at the Matrix Unveiled School of Mysticism, we have our own terminology that we utilize to really explain certain things. And so we talk in our own language. However, those of you that have been studying accordingly and have been, you know, learning about these teachings, you will understand and it will make intuitive sense because we are talking in terms of reality codes. And so that gets me to my next point, which is the, the wizard is the spiritual being. The wizard is the magical being. The wizard is also known as the sorcerer or sorceress. 
Also, in this modern day, because we have technology and we are more computer-based and whatnot, you could also call the wizard to be a type of mage, okay? And this is another word that would be utilized as well. So, wizards are characterized by their heightened awareness of spiritual and magical dimensions, which means that they actively sense, feel, and interpret the ether around them. The ether is this energy field, this living energy field that exists all around you that controls essentially everything because there are various intelligences that work through this energy field and the various layers of the energy field, okay? The Muggle Society exists within the energy field and they actually exist within what I call and what I've dubbed inside of my book, Agenda AI, Avoid the Archon Deception of the Simulatrix. The, simu uh, the Simulatrix, we call it the simulatrix. So it's the simulated construct within the construct. So it's basically the boundaries or the parameters that is muggle society. And this is this five dimensional or sorry, five sensory perception type of reality, which is taste, touch, hear, smell, and <clears throat> all of those that you are just taking from your sensory data. So you're not taking the data from your, your pineal gland. You're not taking the data from you know, your consciousness, which is a field of energy, which has more ability than just the crude senses. So muggles are, because of this mundane type of existence, because they don't understand what spiritual energy and spiritual current is and what magic is and what reality creation is and what actually they are actually inside of, what kind of construct they're inside of, they live this ordinary existence where they basically follow the rules, they go to work, they go to church, they pay their taxes, they go to the grocery store, you know, they send their kids to school. And sure, there's things that happen in the, in the world. Like right now, there's lots of devastation and, you know, there's wars and stuff. And the muggles are deeply affected by the decisions that the governments make. They're deeply affected by the decisions that politicians make and that the people basically on the television are telling them what they should feel. So if they start to, you know, promote a lot of war and propaganda and a lot of invasions and deaths, well, that's what the muggles are going to start to focus on. They're all like a hive mind, like a school of fish. You know, if you've ever seen fish swim in the ocean, they always swim in a school. They, 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 they swim in a very large quantity and they all will act on the same frequency. And this is because the muggles are not able to channel their own frequencies. This is what makes them the white sheep. This is what makes them the sheeple. Now, once again, I'm not here to demean them. We simply have to recognize that if you are not a muggle, then you must be a wizard. So if you don't conform, if you don't agree, if you have a rebellious streak inside of you, if you feel that there is more to life and more to the world than this mundane society, the muggle society, then I... I encourage you to study what we have to offer for you as a wizard, as a developing magi, as a developing mage, as one who has spiritual current. You can learn to basically access the reality codes and start to transmit and transmute the codes of reality for your own benefit and for the benefit of the collective consciousness or the collective reality. However, wizards are not particularly keen on focusing on collective consciousness. How? Because collective consciousness, as I just discussed with you, is muggle consciousness. So, 
the the term that's been used in the 2020s and the 20 you know the 2000s is NPC, which is non-player character, which is another term. And this basically means the same thing as Muggle. Muggle was popularized from the J.K. Rowling series, the Harry Potter series, of course, and that was an, a very unique word. However, you know, there's been many words that the wizards for thousands of years have been utilizing. And wizards, of course, were not invented by, you know, modern uh, authors. No, wizards have existed for since the very beginning of civilization because wizards were basically communers with the divine realms. And so they were the channelers, the messengers, you know, they were the first prophets. They were the first, uh, really, the priests, the real priests before they were taken and, you know, there was a satanic agenda, basically the demiurgic um, consciousness was installed. The wizards were these priests that, that carried the power, they followed the traditions of magic and of the arcane and of the mysterious, and they held the sacred knowledge. They held the sacred power, they held the sacred awareness, and they were given certain abilities and ways of accessing and perceiving reality which made them very different, which made them dress differently, which made them think differently, which made them operate differently, which made their whole style their whole energy field was completely different. So they were also the Gnostics, okay? The, the very first wizards, some of the very first wizards were in fact the Gnostic Magis. So we've talked about the Gnostics as well. You know, they understood that the divine was within, whereas the Muggles are conditioned through things like religion, through societal programming, to look for power outside of themselves and then to uh, basically assert it. The wizards also... To con contrast right here, the wizards had a deep connection with the earth and the mother consciousness. The mother consciousness being the kundalini energy, the serpent-like energy, the energy that comes from the base of the spine and rises and increases and basically is the, cu the current of magic. So whereas the snake is demonized in Christian religions and highly, highly, uh, you know, told that this is the evil entity, this is actually in some Gnostic stories, in the truth, it is actually Eve, it is actually Sophia, it's actually the goddess that comes down in the form of the snake and takes this form and is giving the knowledge of enlightenment, giving the knowledge of the plants, of the plant medicines, of the magic, of the herbalism. So the very first magic that was learned by the wizards is the knowledge of the plants. And that's where you get the next conversation piece, which is all about the warrior shaman's path. So not only does the shaman, the shaman is basically the wizard who, who wields the power of the plants and works with the consciousness of the plants. Not only does a shaman learn how to heal and how to protect and how to remove certain uh, malevolent spells, but the shaman must also pick up the sword or the talwar, the talwar, the weapon, the blade. And the warrior steps forward as a guardian and protector of the mystical and magical realms amidst the chaos and the confusion of the muggles, knowing that the muggles may as well be cannon fodder or basically collateral damage to other societies of wizards who may be more maliciously inclined. So this is what you see. You have the ruling elite class, the Kabbalists, you know, the Kabbalists, the dark cabal, and they take for granted the fact that most of society is, in fact, a muggle. 
Okay, again, we want to go back to the muggles real quick here. You know, muggles are usually classified by their high reliance on technology. So that means that they're addicted to technologies. They don't know how to use their own inner technology. Not to say that using technology is bad, but what the problem with the muggle is that the muggle forgets that, or it doesn't know that it has its own technology, technology such as the spirit. And because it doesn't contain the spirit, it isn't able to do certain things. So, um, the wizard, in contrast, will utilize technology and will utilize these types of advancements, however, with a magical orientation, understanding that he or she is consciousness and a field of energy and can wield technology to further enhance the magic, to further enhance the reality creation process. So, the muggle doesn't really utilize technology um, they're very ordinary. Again, their their focus is mainly on their jobs, governments, politics, social status, the economy. You know, they love to talk about things like um, how the economy is decreasing and stuff like this, and that they don't have ability. They will love to complain about their jobs and how they don't have enough or whatever. Um, they love to do gossiping and you know talk about these types of television programs. And they love to stay in the loop, basically, of the program of the Matrix. So this, whether this be enforcing holidays or enforcing certain traditions or certain, um, you know, customs or even laws. So they're they're very much rule abiders, and they can't stand. Muggles cannot stand so much to the point where they will ridicule and hate on you if you don't follow their rules, because to them the Muggles' rules are like the word of God. And that's what they believe. And it's only the wizard who questions Yaldabaoth, who questions this, uh, you know, the false god, who embraces the divinity within, who embraces the magic within, who embraces the magic of the plant kingdom. Whereas the muggle tears down the tree and the plant and the animal kingdom. They factory uh, slaughter the animals. They destroy the natural habitats of the earth. They pollute the oceans. They destroy the rivers. They destroy the trees. They destroy the plants. And then they chemicalize and they pharmaceuticalize everything and they give false uh, types of, you know, healing ailments. So they are utilizing false magic and basically... You know, the, the muggles have become transformed into a basically a hive mind collective, number one. Number two, a technocratic species that can be preyed upon by other dark magis that are basically one tier higher than these muggles because they have dark magic and they wield dark technology and therefore they are energy harvesters. So this video, we're kind of going into a lot of stuff here. What we are going to do is we're going to go into more depth in the School of Mysticism later on this month in a full uh, several hour part lecture where I'm going to break open the entire magical realms. And the reason why I'm doing this is because, number one, this is going to set the stage for your understanding as a mystical being to really comprehend the vastness of the multiverse that you exist in and all of the players that are actually operating on this chessboard. And number two, because... Um, I also have a book coming out, The Mortal Mage Chronicles, which goes very much in depth in this story, which I am presenting to you here, which is a decoding of the magical and mystical realms. 
So you are understanding the exact grid structure and how the consciousness has been controlled in this reality. So part of that we'll explain is, you know, how the, the muggles are uh, utilizing this technology and basically are so dependent on this technology, but also that the dark magicians have created a false technocratic grid to control the brainwaves and the thought patterns and the entire consciousness of most of the muggles. And it is only the wizard, only the supreme uh, one, the one that has a divine spark within, that's able to even resist the mind control programming, the subtle thought implants. So there are thought implants that basically this is the hive mind consciousness speaking to you, telling you to get back in order, get back in line, do this, follow this, you know, don't think freely. If you watch that one movie, They Live, this is shown very um, deeply on, on many levels, especially with frequencies being broadcasted and transmitted into the ether. So be well aware that while the population is mainly muggles, and basically those that don't know how to wield any form of magic or energy, the governmental systems absolutely are not. They are what you would call a dark faction of wizards. And you wouldn't even call them wizards anymore because they are um, infused with technology. So they, no long, they do not rely on natural forms of energy like the warrior shaman does. The warrior shaman embraces the spiritual currents of the earth and the ether and his or her own divinity and the spark within and then learning to generate the Taurus field, learning to create shields of uh, protection and spells of abundance and spells of reflection. This is what the wizard does. The wizard learns to channel his or her own current and then to work with the forces of nature and the other vast forces to basically reclaim the earth realm. Okay? So if you want to learn more about the story, I highly suggest you check out my book that's coming out very soon. Um, that's coming out next year, The Mortal Mage Chronicles, which is going to go in-depth on this story because this is our real life existence. And only if you are an NPC or a muggle will you not be able to see the vast magical duel that is happening. The vast spiritual warfare that is happening right in front of and right underneath your very eyes. So as we're talking about the wizards and the muggles, there's also a third type of in between that exists, which is basically the dormant magical beings. And these would be those wizards or witches who existed in packs, tribes, and communities, usually which are familiar covens. Okay, These are ancestral covens. These generational witches draw upon the powers and the energies from their ancestral realm and from the powers that have been contained within their bloodline and within their collective knowledge. And so that's another form of the wizards that exist. There are many of these that exist. Some of them receive formal training. Many of them do not. However, because they were in bloodlines, okay, they were hereditary witches, they contain more power, and so they receive training through their bloodlines. However, there are many, many wizards and witches or magical beings or spiritual beings that do not receive any training whatsoever. And because of the lack of training, lack of evolution, lack of proper study and education, 
as well as the techniques um, that they do not receive, they essentially become magically inert individuals, also known as squibs. So meaning that they become disconnected or cut off or depressed or limited in their magical potential. And thus they have a hard time adjusting to both the physical material worlds and the magical ones. Their lack of choosing or righteously following through their magical destiny keeps them blocked, stuck, and physically looping in a lower timeline cycle of existence. So essentially, the squibs, what happens is if you are hearing these words and you're basically like, well, I don't know if I'm a, I don't know if I'm a wizard or if I'm an NPC. Maybe I'm somewhere in between. Well, what happens is if you choose, if you are, if you are given a gift, which means you have a psychic gift, you have an ethereal gift, essentially. So you, you're, you have a consciousness, right? Your consciousness requires training. It requires upkeep requires maintenance, just like a house does, just like a car does, just like anything, a body, even your body requires maintenance. So if you're not upkeeping your consciousness, your ability to utilize its, its energy will decrease over time sufficiently, especially if you're not aware of this fact. And uh, again, you're not training it and you're also not uh, feeding it. You will basically lose your magical power. You'll lose your ability to manifest your world, to manifest your existence, to be a sovereign consciousness. So this is what happens to what we call squibs, is that they're kind of straddling both worlds. They're in the physical world, uh, which is all of us. Then they're inside of the muggle society. Maybe they have a job in the muggle society, they have an existence, but there's a part of them, they have family in the muggle society, they have a whole life in there. But then there's a part of them that's like, something beyond that, something that wants to do something else, something that wants to learn about the occult, about magic, about where do we come from? Where, where were we created? How do we get out of here? How do we evolve beyond? What are the seven planetary systems? You see, there's so many questions that will start to form in the mind. And so it's that part of you, that divine spark that is yearning to be expanded and to be the governing factor in your reality. However, if you do not allow this divine spark, this divine consciousness, the pranoia, as the Gnostics talked about it, okay, the epinoia, the seat of your soul, if if one does not allow this element to rule and to govern and to create freely, regardless of what the NPCs, the Muggle society is saying, because the Muggle society is always going to tell you, you must come back to us, you must follow our rules, you must follow our society, you must, you know, do the things that we want you to do. Have a family, get a job, go here, do this, you know, this kind of stuff. But the wizard, the magical being inside of you is yearning to be broken out. The real self, the ethereal self is yearning like an explosion of power. So if you do not fuel this face of power, if you do not fuel this vessel of power, what happens is your power will decrease and your ability to channel this power will continuously decrease. And then you will suffer the lack and the loss of a magical ability. And so therefore you will always feel kind of depressed or like you're not really living up to your fullest potential. And this is where I found a lot of people kind of are straddling. And so this is why I'm making this video is because I want people to recognize that there is an ability for you to train up. 
your skills, and your consciousness. And to start to activate your dormant energy system. And start to live a more magical lifestyle. So that way, you can actually graduate from this earth existence. You can actually figure out how to break the cycle of reincarnation, how to exit, and how to receive samsara. This is something that can be done, but only by those wizards that are truly dedicated to it through their highly complex and advanced levels of skill mastery, of magical ethereal mastery. They learn to project their consciousness into different realms. They learn to teleport. They learn to shapeshift. They learn to do all kinds of elemental magic. And they learn to essentially, and most importantly, harness and rely upon the connection and channel and direct and intentionally utilize these energies and this ether and the spiritual element around them for the benefit of themselves, their ancestral race, and all those that come before and beyond them. So for evolutionary sake, for the true gnosis' sake, this is what the wizard does. The wizard dedicates his or herself, their life, to the alchemical process, the alchemizational process. And sometimes you have to become, from just a wizard, you must become the warrior shaman, which means you must learn how to practice magical banishings, wardings, shieldings, protection spells, reversals, defensive capabilities, luminous ethereal magic, and learning how to really become the warrior. So, not being afraid of dark entities, learning how to fight them, learning how to wield real magic that is released out of the palms, released out of the chakras, released out of the energy centers, the entire energy field. So as you progress on your magical duty and your magical um, evolution, you will be tested many times. And... This is when you become truly a guardian and a gatekeeper of the earth realm, which means that you're a protector. So you, you are a guardian in the sense that you keep away the negative spirits. Now, if every one of us that were wizards were to step into our power and to become the warrior shaman, to be, in, in whatever way that looks for you, because it's going to be different for each person, if everyone was to step into the warrior's power and start to become the evolved spiritual being, recognizing that they are not some birth certificate or some passport ID or some... That's not who they are. They, you are a multidimensional being. You are a being of immense power and godhood. And you must stand up to the governments of the NPCs and these false corrupt law systems and these false corrupt uh, you know, societal programs and live differently. Not every time do you need to strike your sword at your enemy. Sometimes you need to simply strike your wand. Which means you just simply need to think an incantation and cast that into your reality. And because you know that your magic is the most powerful weapon you have, your, your magia, right? Your shakti. This is the true weapon of the gods. This is the weapon that the Mahabharata was fought over. This is what all of these great battles were with. With their energy. 
And so we can harness this power. And we learn to become truly, you know, uh, savages. But savages in an absolutely pure way. Meaning that we are free. We break the shackles of control. We break the shackles of restriction and law and limitation and governmental rule. We declare sovereign kingdoms. We declare sovereign existence. So I'm going to get more into this stuff. We're going to talk about this more in battle magic and more in the upcoming lecture later on this month. Because it's time to take a stand. It's time to recognize that we are different. If you are here and you're still listening to this message, there's a good chance you're not an NPC. There's a good chance that you are a highly magical being that has a dormant potential or a budding potential that is just waiting to be burst open like a lotus flower so that way you can channel the energy and carve out your reality, your existence, your prosperity, your freedom. Because what, what has been done in this world is the trickery of enslavement. Such great enslavement from the matrix to make humans into slaves. But the wizard, the warrior shaman will not stand for this. He will fight for his freedom. He will slay the enemy. There is no question. He has the entire force, the entire power of the earth and all of creation, all of, divine, all of divinity, all of the truth is behind this message. So this is where we are at. I want you to recognize the world around you is, number one, a grand illusion, a stage, number two, and number three, Designed to keep you in a muggle. Designed to keep you as an NPC. Designed to trap you in their society. You are not one of them. You never will be. You probably knew this since you were a child. I knew this at a very young age. I knew I was different. I knew I had a different consciousness. I knew I had a different ability to think. And I'm living proof of it. And we're constantly evolving. So the the key is here with the magic is you constantly are pushing your abilities. I want you to recognize that magic does not just involve spell casting. So it's not just you thinking words and just shooting it like that. That's not what it is. What it is is actually creative energy. So this is utilized at any point in your life, whether you're writing, whether you're speaking, whether you're cooking, whether you're cleaning, whether you are breathing, whether you're meditating, whether you're sleeping. At all points in time, are you utilizing your spiritual divine nature? At all points in time, can you communicate with the astral subtle realms? At all points in times, can you expand your consciousness and work with the elementals? At all points in times, can you create spells? At all points in times, can you feel into how other people are feeling and how the world at large is feeling? At all points in times, can you expand your sense of consciousness beyond the matrix? And if you can do this, and if you understand this, then you are someone that is not a muggle. And so, therefore, you have a duty to evolve your power. If you are familiar at all with any sort of pop culture, whether it be books, video games, or movies, almost always do they have certain beings that are like the X-Men, okay? Or the wizards, or, you know, the superheroes. And the superheroes are tasked with what? They live inside the normal society. However, they have these gifts and abilities. They need to do something about it. 
What do they need to do? The first thing they need to do is they need to train. So sometimes people will come to me and they'll be like, hey, well, why can't I just shoot a fireball out of my hand? Well, let me ask you a question. How much time have you actually spent actually harnessing your ability to channel fire? Has it been 10 minutes, one hour, 30 hours, right? So sometimes you can't access a certain ability because number one, your mind can't even believe it's possible. Number two, you don't have the conceptualization Number three, you don't have the idea of how that even works on an energetic level. And number four, you don't have the skill. But what I am saying is that you can learn to slowly harness your thought power. Okay? So even things like when you have to live inside of the Muckle Society, so like making money, this is something that you can utilize your thought power to create and manifest money. Because there are many people that have become millionaires and very successful in their lives by utilizing what you would call the law of attraction, okay? Again, another form of magical energy in work. Some will say, oh, well, that's just a new age concept. Does that even work? Absolutely, it works. When you know how to use it correctly, when you're using it incorrectly or when you only have half the information on how it works, that's why it doesn't work. But it does work. Because reality is based off of holographic principles and energetic principles. So like attracts like. There are certain frequencies that attract each other and opposing frequencies repel each other. So when you have a certain frequency of abundance or energetic power, that energetic power is reciprocated and rippled out into your ethereal existence. And this is how you basically create your own simulation within the simulation or your own dream within the dream so while everyone else is being hit and attacked constantly you're able to continuously prosper in your kingdom in your existence and continuously evolve because remember the key to escaping or to transcending the matrix is spiritual evolution and you nearly cannot spiritually evolve when you're worried about the things that are going on in the matrix That's why we make it a priority inside of the School of Mysticism to give you the curriculum and the teachings that you need to to really transcend the lower vibrational ideas, the fear-mongering, the propaganda, the doomsday, and all of this type of lack consciousness and really the muggle or the NPC type consciousness. You need to break those spells within your consciousness. You need to break those codes and we'll show you how to become a reality coder. We'll show you how to become uh, a wielder of your magical power. Every day, we receive new messages from students um, within the school and also on YouTube as well. And we, we were reading the comments, and I've gotten so many messages from people that have basically transformed their lives and reorientated their lives because of the information that we share here. And so we want to give gratitude to you and uh, say thank you. And we're really grateful that we were able to assist you as well because it is key more than ever, now, you know, as, as the world starts to go through this shift, you know, you can see like artificial intelligence really coming up there, well, what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to be basically unemployed, a lot of the muggles are going to lose their jobs, and this is already happening, and so they're going to have to find a new way to be useful in this society, otherwise, they're going to become homeless, that's just the way it is, so We're sitting here on the cusp of this transformation. And right now, what we need to do as magical beings, we need to capitalize on our powers, 
our abilities, our consciousness, our uniqueness, and start to provide that for the world so the world can at least receive some sort of change, of new code, of new information, of new consciousness. And this new consciousness, you may not think it's going to do anything to the absolute darkness and craziness that is the matrix. However, you would be surprised. And this is actually the whole concept in the end of Matrix 4, when after Neo and Trinity go and kick the architect's ass, or sorry, the analyst's ass, they basically break out and they say, let's go create a better world. This is the point of this video. You must create your own world. You must create your own magic, and you must learn to tap into the powers that not only come from your ancestors who have most likely been forgotten, Many of your ancestors were good people before they were colonized, before they were taken over. So if you have that connection, I encourage you to foster it and to recognize that our consciousness is awakening now. And their consciousness is awakening now. And we are the conduits. We are the incarnation. We are the avatar, the avatar, the avatar, right? We are the one here. So when you're here, you make the difference. You don't just say it's all pointless. No. That's not called living in truth. Living in truth means being and living as the example. So if you want to succeed in your life, become the example. That doesn't, that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. I'm definitely not perfect. There's all kinds of you know, things. You'll run into obstacles and flaws and stuff. That's not what it, mean, that's not, uh, what it means to be a wizard is to be perfect. That's not at all true. No, you're a human. You're a divine being as a human. So you're going to have flaws and struggles. You may have certain quirks, certain things that you do. You like, maybe, maybe you like, you know, you could have problems. Maybe you curse too much or maybe you, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You see what I'm saying? The point is you must live with the spirit. You must live with the spiritual intelligence that is nurturing and fostering you and the connection to the great mother. Okay, and the Divine Father. So, this would be the original Gnostic teaching. This would be the original magical teaching. Um, again, I would also say, make sure you spend your time to really connect with the elementals. Earth, water, air, fire, ether. Recognize them as sentient, intelligent forces. Communicate with them with your mind and your energy. Communicate with the ground and the earth. Communicate with the plants. This is the first steps to warrior shamanhood. This is the first steps to being a wizard. And then working with these powers and learning to harness them. These are the keys that we have to offer you. So, I also want to say thank you so much to our channel members and all of the members inside of the School of Mysticism. We very much appreciate you. We will be giving you all a shout out on the screen right now. So you can go ahead and uh, you know say thank you. If you do want to become a channel member, click the join button down below and you can join us and support us. We really do appreciate that. Also, you can support us on uh, down below on PayPal and Cash App and also by checking out our books, you know, Agenda AI and Homo Luminous the Divine Blueprint. I will especially recommend these two because, you know, Agenda AI, the, the um, Avoid the Archon, Deception of the Simulatrix, really goes into the Muggle Society and how the technocratic elite have started to create the perimeter walls of the matrix. And Homo Luminous Divine Blueprint is the original magical teaching. It's the original teaching that I created in the very beginning, uh, which really talks about human beings being divine. We are the divinity here, and we have the ability to change our world. 
So those are my books. Also, if you need to reach out to me, if you need a consultation or if you need to talk to me, go ahead and reach out to me at support at the And if you need an emergency conversation with me, so that therefore you need help or you want to ask me some questions about protection magic or anything of that sort, you can go ahead and book a consultation with me in the description below and you'll be able to talk with me within 24 to 48 hours. So that's a new service we're offering and we hope that helps. Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching. Once again, uh, make sure you guys are hitting the like button, subscribing if you have not already, leave a comment below on your thoughts on muggles versus wizards and the warrior shamans as well. Understand that there are many, many muggles. Um, one thing we forgot to mention was, you know, we estimate muggle consciousness to make up around 95 to 97% and wizard consciousness to exist about 1% to 3% of society. And I'm being very, very generous with my estimations in terms of 1% to 3%. That's pretty high. So, you know, if you are the black sheep, if you are the different one, if you are the one that stands out in the family and in society embrace your difference, embrace your uniqueness, embrace your ability to be different and start to cast and wield and channel in that power and watch as the whole world begins to unlock for you. Much love. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you all once again, and I will see you in the next video.